0: Welcome to this week's Parsha Shir. We're going to be doing uh, the Share Parsha on Parshas Lech Lechon. Before I begin, I know that uh, I get comments every week, for those of you who watch the video on YouTube, about the various books that I put on each side of the little shtenda that I use for the, for the uh, source sheet. Uh, and this week I've actually I got a new book. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. It's the Israel Bible, which is ed- edited by my good friend Rabbi Tully Weiss. Uh, it's, it's absolutely stupendous, it's a, a new edition of Tanakh and with a tremendous amount of footnotes and information regarding Eretz yisrael which is contained inside it. Uh, notes on all the psukim at the bottom of the page, you can see it there perhaps. Uh, anyway, so I got it this week, I've been looking through it and I'm extremely excited about it, so I, I wanted to include it in this week's video. Um, And if you have any questions about any of the books that I uh, display on the side of my shtender any week, you, of course, are welcome to email me. My email address is pinidunner, P-I-N-I-D-U-N-N-E-R, at gmail.com. I welcome comments, feedback, questions, and just contact. It's lovely to hear from you. So this week is Parashas Lech uh, and it begins by Yom HaShem and Avram. God speaks, He appears to Avram, He speaks to Avram. Um, and, of course, it's the first notion that we have that Avram HaVinu was uh, a prophet. We, we didn't have that notion before, and there's no introduction. It's not like when we discussed Noach in last week's parsha that we say that Noach was a tzaddik and that uh, he's, he walked with Hashem. We have no introduction. Uh, previously, I have given a shir, the title of which is Avram HaVinu, the man who needs no introduction. You can go back on my website and find that one. And I'm sure you'll enjoy it. But this week we're going to talk about another puzzling aspect of this very first posuk. It's one that's commented on by Rashi and others, uh, and we're going to look at the particular take uh, that is uh, given by my grandfather in his Sefer, Big Dash HaLevi. God says to Avram, Go away, go out. Where should you go? It doesn't say where you should go first, it says from where you should go. From your land. Mi from your birthplace. U'mi Vicha, and from the house of your father. El ha'aretashe ar-ekon, to the land that I will show you. So the first um, instruction here is divided into three. It's telling Avram Avinu to depart from three different locations. And then he's given the destination, a little bit vaguely. It's a vague destination. We know it's Eretz Canaan. And we know that that's where he ended up, but that's a story for another time. First, let's take a look at the initial three locations from which Abram Avinu is expected to depart uh, in, his, in this trip that he's taking, in this uh, emigration from wherever he comes from to the place that he's going to end up in, where Hashem wants him to be. Lechoir Yesh L'Hakshay says, We can ask the question, it's obviously not his question, but it's, it's a question that needs addressing. So the way that the Mikdash Alevi presents this question is through a back door, as it were. First he comments on the fact that it seems a little strange to give Avram Avinu the instruction that he should leave his father's home. Shah, because at that particular moment in time, Hay Avram ben Shivin Do you know how old Avram Avinu was? Do you know how old he was? He was 75 years old. begil Let's face it, somebody who has reached the age of 75, but surely will have left his father's home quite a long time ago. We wouldn't expect somebody aged 75 to still be living with their father particularly if you take into account the information that we have in the psukim that follow, because when this psuk was written, or at least when the events that it uh, it is describing, uh, took place at a time when Avram Avina was already married to his wife, Sarah. So now, says the Migdash HaLevi, I mean I think we can quite safely say that Avraham Avinu behaved in the same way as everybody else behaves in that situation. And this dates back to the uh, to the very origins of humankind. What does God say in Peric Base of Bracius to Odom? He says, a person leaves the uh, um, the Environs of his mother and his father, the dovik cleave to his wife, echad, <speaking in Hebrew> and they become like one flesh. In other words, at some point in your life, early on for most, sometimes it's later for others, you leave the home of your birth, you leave your parents, and you get married, and you create a new home. You become the parents for the next generation. That is the way of the world. So why would Hashem have instructed Abrahamavinu? to leave his father's house. Surely, he'd left his father's house a very long time ago. The apikush and now he gets to the crux of the matter, through um, the medium of a different question. yesh leheir if you look at this posuk, it presents a puzzling anomaly. yesh oid. We can ask this question, madua t'siva kodish the order doesn't make sense. At first he says to Avram Avinu, Leave your land, leave your country, and then he says, Leave your birthplace. And then only at the end he says, Leave base leave the house of your father. let's face it, if we're going to look at this logically, Koidam First of all, the first place you leave, when you, let's say when you're going away, what's the first place you leave? You leave your home, then you leave your neighborhood, then you leave the town, you go to the airport, and you get on the plane, you leave your country. So the first place you leave is your home. So if, uh, if Avram Avinu was indeed in his father's house, the first place HaKodesh Baruch, should have told him to leave, was his father's house. And yet it's in the reverse order. So it says first, call of Odomus first you leave your father's house. Oid. then you, you distance yourself a little further. you leave your birthplace, which is essentially the, the place that you occupy your neighborhood, your town. soif only at the end of it all, if you're you're emigrating, if you're going away from the country of your birth, then at the end of it, you cross over the border into the next country, and you've left your country. That would be the correct order. Surely, this is the way the POSWK should have written. The order that the POSWK should have used in terms of the instruction of Hashem, it should have been first Artzicha, it should have been first Beis um, Avicha, then Meiladatecha, and then Artecha, but it's in the wrong order. First it's Artecha, then it's Meiladatecha, and then it's Beis Avicha. How does that make any sense? Not reverse the order completely. Alchem Birkva Hamalbim but the Mikdash Alevi quotes the Malbim and he says, the Malbim has already told us, explained, When God decided that Avram HaVinu should leave his land. Oviv, his birthplace and the home of his father. What was he actually saying to him? He wasn't simply instructing him in a material sense, in a physical sense. You need to leave these locations geographically. That's not what was happening. The instruction actually was, you have to leave anything that somehow symbolizes the country from which you come from. Anything which somehow symbolizes, connotes the area where you were born. And anything which somehow um, would create the atmosphere, or, or resembles the atmosphere, of your father's home. Hadrisha me Avraham Avinu, what was required and requested and demanded of Abraham Avinu, was to throw behind his back, as it were, to get rid of all the influences, the cultural influences, which underpinned the, the upbringing that he'd had from the people who came from his country, his countrymen. Moiladotoi, from the local district where he was born, where he was born, and where he was brought up. Ubeis Oviv and the home of his father. keshes bamuvan harukhani. And to go, and like you know, you shoot an arrow, to get as far away as possible, like an arrow shoots from the bow, to get rid of the... um cultural influences of his youth and to head um, in another direction completely and we're talking about in a spiritual sense we're not talking about a physical sense but just as we can use that analogy, the analogy of the arrow shooting as far as possible that's how far he needs to get away from the influences of his youth and let's look at what the purpose was for this Abandoning of his roots, of his origins, as it were. Barura. It can be explained very, very clearly. We understand this perfectly. If you instruct somebody... If somebody comes from a a gang background, a mafia background, a criminal background, you say, listen, you need to get out of where you come from. If you want to improve, if you want to lead a a solid life, the life of a solid citizen, you need to get away from the criminal activities of the family uh, that you come from and of the area which breeds such a family, and even if necessary from the country that uh, you emerged from. But you need to instruct them to completely eradicate those influences and to excise them from their lives because we know that the people who came from the country, where Avraham came from, they were evil people, they were bad people we're talking about Nimrod, King Nimrod who threw him into the furnace, they were idol worshippers, they were the worst kinds of people in every possible sense and therefore he needed to get away from them God instructs him to get away from them physically and away from their influence because he shouldn't learn from their evil ways and from their uh, from their terrible beliefs from their the beliefs that they had the types of things that they believed in which were completely wrong, false so that's really the basis of the answer that the Mikdash Shalevi is going to come up with. Now we understand why the order that we, that we see in the Posuk is the order that makes the most sense. We're not talking about a practical separation. We're not talking about the fact that he needs to get away... Practically from a geographic location. Uh, and that has some type of order which is predetermined by the facts on the ground. I mean obviously if you're leaving, the first place you leave is Beis Avicha then it's Mo'il and then it's Aratzcha. That's not what we're talking about. Madubakan Al Aziva Ruchanis Aziva We're talking about here uh, departing from some type of spiritual influence, getting away from an ideological influence that that will completely overtake you and overrun you unless you get away from it. now on that basis. Therefore, it makes perfect sense to reverse the order. Why? It's much easier for a person to leave. Uh, in in a spiritual sense, in an ideological sense, in a practical cultural sense, the influence of their countrymen, of the place that they were born, in a much broader sense. You know, I was born in England, I don't necessarily have to remain British. It's much easier for me to abandon uh, any kind of Britishness if that's what I needed to do in order to forge ahead because I don't feel that same sense of connection to Britishness than I do, as we're going to see in a moment, to the place that I was born I have an emotional attachment to the local place that I was born and I was brought up in because the place that you were born in a country sense What's the hashpah? alav mu'ata It doesn't have such a strong and powerful influence over you, the country that you were born. It's not that important to you. It may be important. It may be something that you enjoy. But it's, if it's something that you have to abandon, it's much easier to abandon that than to abandon something that's closer to you. Koshe yoyse lishrachek Let's... let's be honest if you grew up in a cultural environment whatever the school you went to the people you mixed with much harder to get away from that than it is to get away from your country right because there's a much stronger influence there there's a much stronger impact that those people have and it's harder to shake that off and to cut yourself off from that beliko know what's toughest of you know what's toughest of all? It's to get away from the influence, the evil influence, if that's the case, of a parent's home. To forget your father's house? Really? That's such a tough thing to do. That's the hardest thing of all. That's the final thing that Avram was instructed to do. First thing is you've got to get yourself mentally prepared Avraham Avinu you've got to make sure that you get out of Artzacha okay, you ready for that? good, you're doing that? perfect now Mimai Ladetacha now you've got to get away from all the cultural influences of the place that you were brought up in in a more local sense you're ready to get rid of all those friends who are not a good influence on you you're ready to get away from all those cultural influences that uh, drew you away from your true path you're ready for that? Now the toughest one of all. Now you need to get away from Beis Your father's house. The home that you were brought up in. Your parents, your family. That's a much tougher call. The On that basis, we can answer the question that we originally asked in a, in a most wonderful, powerful way. Of course, um, the, he should have instructed uh, Avraham He had needed to instruct Avraham to leave his father's home in a practical sense. But the fact is, he'd already left it. He didn't need to be instructed at the age of 75 to leave his father's house. We know he left his father's house. He probably left his father's house when he got married. I don't know what age he married Sara um, Imenu, but whatever the age was that he married her, he left his father's home because that's what it says in the pasuk. In a physical, practical sense, you know, longer lived at home. So why does it say that he needs to leave his father's house? Ulam adayin hoya olav haruchni the fact is, he still needed to get, in, in a practical sense, he was no longer in his father's house but mentally? spiritually? have you really left your father's house? have you left that behind you? are you no longer a Ben Terach in a spiritual sense? That's a much tougher call. That's what Hashem wanted from him. And that's why he needed that instruction now, even at the age of 75. Even at the age of 75, his father played such a strong role in his life. Continues the Mikdash Levi, and he goes off at a tangent in a slightly different way to look at the same problem. We know the Medrash says in B'Resh Rabba on this pasuk what does it say before? do you know what it says? in the pasuk just before it says so Rabbi T'chok, who obviously knew a little bit about the history said as follows the fact is we know that uh, he lived for another 65 years, Terach. So how can you say that Terach died? Terach didn't die. When this was all going on, that Vayom Hashem Avram Lech do you know what? Um, Terach only died when Avram Avinu was 130 years old. So he had another 65 years to go. In which case, why does it say Vayomos Terach lech Bechoron? He hadn't yet died. So it doesn't make any sense. That's what Rabbi Yitzchok notes in the Medrash. The first thing is to know that even in their lifetime, those who are Rishoyim are called dead. Why? Because if you're completely like an animal, in terms of you're not obeying Hashem and not having a relationship with God, then do you know what? You're not considered alive. Life! We've talked a lot about this over the past uh, month or two, with reference to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. What does life mean when we say zochreinu lechaim? It's not just about breathing life. There's lots of things which are alive in the world. There's animals, there's birds, there's insects, there's plants. They're all breathing in one way or another. Life has so much more meaning. It means that we have a relationship through our with Hashem. But if somebody's a rosha, if somebody's abandoned the way of God if somebody no longer has that relationship with Hashem they're Kriyam Mason, they're a Shoyim that's what it says so vayomos Terach the means he'd already died even before he physically died and was buried in the ground he had already died, he was dead do you know why? because he was a Rosha. that's the first point but then there's another another way of looking at it Avram Avinu was very concerned he was concerned that if he would leave Terach, and Terach is still alive, i say, I'll leave, I'm going to go away from Choron, and I'm going to be the cause of a great Khilal Hashem, a desecration of God's name. Why? This person, this person calls himself a Tzadik, and somebody who's a servant of God? His father's an old man and he needs help? And he's left him? He's not He's not going to be there for him in his old age? What type of person is that? He's going to cause a tremendous Chilol HaShem. haKadosh Baruch said to Calm down. Lech, you should go. Ani peitricha mi kibbut ing. I am giving you a special dispensa- dispensation. You don't have to observe the laws of kibbut of." you don't have to show honour and respect to your father you have been given a get-out clause because you're going to be the father of the Jewish nation you have a special mission and on the basis of that mission I'm exempting you from Kibbut Av acher, of aim. although you should know that doesn't mean that anybody else throughout history will have this exemption but you specifically Aram Avinu because of the plan that we have for you and for your children, grandchildren and descendants, you have a patura, you have an exemption from the observance of Kibbut Av. And there's more to it. I'm going to, as it were, make him die. Even before you go, even before you've left, he's going to be dead. B'tchila by by somehow preceding Lech Lecho with this announcement that Terach had died in Choram. And then God speaks to Avram. So somehow Terach is dead. How that happens historically, I can't explain to you. But in the sense that Avram and Terach are no longer connected because he no longer has an obligation in Kibbut o for his father. And Terach Terah when he died and how he died, and his relationship with Avram Avinu beyond Avram Avinu's departure is not important. For all intents and purposes, the Terach story is over, and the Avram Avinu story begins. Continues the Migdashalevi on the basis of this medrash. Mavuar bedivrei Chazal ki shel Terach Avi Avram. to us that the death of Terach, the father of Avram Avinu. Um, is written, it's already, it's recorded. Even before the instruction of um, God to Avraham that he, he needs to leave the house of his father. And the reason for that was that there shouldn't be any confusion about his obligations regarding Kibbutz Av and therefore we draw an, a line under the life of Terach. We've underscored it, we've put it uh, in a file, it's now been put in the filing cabinet, and now the story begins again or continues without Terach. Even though, truthfully, Terach Nifta Shishim Vachamishon Achamikan, even though we know that Terach died 65 years later. It's not important, it's not relevant to the story. We've got rid of Terach from the storyline. potas Avram Mimitzvas Kibud of Aim. Specifically, Avram Avinu had been exempted from this obligation, the duty of respecting and honouring a father, because he had a different task at hand. And that perhaps is the kiddush is the novelty that is introduced here when God says to Avram Avinu you need to get out of your father's house remember the original question how can you instruct somebody of 75 to leave their father's house they've long gone from their father's house but perhaps that's the Chiddush that's the nakuda that we were looking for in terms of base Beis Oviv Sheken Ad ato because until now Av Shebevadai Ozav Avraham Avinu's Oviv even though we know full well that Avram Avinu had left the home of his father. He'd long gone from the home of his father. He still had kibud aim He still respected and honored and had that relationship with his father, with Terach. He was going to continue helping him and be involved with him into his old age. But now, this specific moment in time, critical moment in time, So now he says to him, you don't want to go you're reluctant i'm telling you you need to get out of base it's a specific instruction and that's why it's mentioned in the torah the god gave to avram at this moment in time he's exempted him from the obligation of honoring a father he's told him you can leave your father even though he's an old person that's on me," says God to Avram Avinu. Don't you worry about it. I'm instructing you that that's what you need to do. Al-Avsheh <laughs> even though he knows that from now on he won't ever be able to show him honor again that wasn't relevant because God had given him an overriding instruction of and the whole purpose of it was as we said earlier that he shouldn't be influenced by the evil influence of the environment of his father's house say um, the that somehow he's going to be um, tarnished via the uh, the terrible things that go on in his father's house and he's going to he's going to be lowered in terms of his uh, in terms of his Kedusha, his sanctity and in terms of his tahara in terms of his purity umikaniyacholim anu agav. And on this basis, says the Mikdash Alevi, and tangentially, we can learn a lesson as well. We can learn something that is relevant to us. What is that? There are people. After they get married. They think, oh, no. now we're on our own. This is it. We're independent. We're totally independent of anybody else. We're on our own. And they don't have to anymore observe the way that their parents have shown them. They don't have to continue along that path. They may even think we no longer have to show honor to our parents. We no longer have to take our parents into consideration. How wrong they are. They somehow twist the words. They turn the words of the posuk that are told to Odom, and Bahashem, and they turn that into meaning something that it shouldn't mean. They turn it into meaning we no longer have to show due respect to our mother and our father. That's what they think it means. How? How mistaken they are! But from this Torah we have learned a fantastic and important lesson. Despite the fact that Terach was a Rosha, was an evil person, he knew that Hashem existed, and yet he was a worshiper of idols. He was a pagan. And even though Avram himself was no longer a young man, he was 75 years old. And even though that the risks, the spiritual risks that he had to endure in Choron were huge, real, threatening. Avram Avinu never thought for a moment it didn't even occur to him to abandon his father at the time of his old age the only reason it happened is the only reason it happened was because God gave him the special exemption otherwise Aramavina would have stayed in Choron for another 65 years and he would have looked after his father that was his plan despite the fact that in every Possible sense he couldn't have been more different than his father. Respect for his father was hugely important. And from the and you should know that we get a sense of this from what Hazal tells us. You know who gets the exemption of Only you no one else throughout history will ever have this exemption that's the words of the chazal that's what it says in the medrash i will never exempt anybody else not notwithstanding what their parents' status may be no one is exempted from the laws regarding honoring one's parents one more divater after he gets the instruction abram takes sarai his wife he takes his nephew loit he takes their whole famegan he takes everything that they own their wealth all the things that they have managed to put together in terms of physical material possessions while they were um after they got married this is what he owns he was a wealthy man and he takes with him a whole bunch of people who were in Chorin? Who had been influenced by him? and They went out. They went. They began their journey towards Eretz Kanan, and then and they arrived in Eretz Canaan. Says the Mikdash Halevi. There's something here, which is puzzling. We need to understand it. Why did the Torah need to spell, spell it all out? That Avram Avinu took to Canaan his wife, his family, and all the wealth that he'd managed to gather together. What would we think? Would we ever imagine that he was going to leave all these things behind? seeing as we know that he is leaving Choron with the intent of moving, emigrating he was an immigrant, he was going to move to Canaan of course he's taking everything with, of course he's taking his wife of course he's taking his nephew as a Ben in his house of course he's taking everything that he owns why would he leave it behind? what, he's going to go back and fetch it? of course not of course he's going to take everything with him. That's the question, but Loima, and here we have a suggested answer Ki hino that actually it's not a very good question at all. Do you know what the way of the world is? Shekesh odom that when a person wants to leave the place that he lives and go to a new place, he wants to be an immigrant to a new country. What is the general rule of thumb? How does it generally work? He'll go by himself to that place. Why? He wants to check out what it's like, what it's like to live there, what he needs in order to get to get by, to get ahead. He looks for a place to live, and he and he does it up in the way that needs to be done up so that he can enjoy living there. And only after he has ascertained, he's made sure that that he likes it, that he's happy there. And that it's been arranged in every possible respect. So at that moment in time, he sends a letter to his wife. He says, honey, please, will you come? I've made everything lovely and now you can come. Everything's going to be okay. Right? That's the way of the world. But as it turns out, Abraham Avinu didn't do it in that way at all. Immediately, when God instructs him to get out of Choron and to go to Ganaan, what he should have said is sure, I'll go, let, let me just do a bit of a scout trip and check it out and see what it's like. And then. I'll call for Sarai and I'll call for Lait and I'll make them bring everything with. But Avraham wasn't like that. He didn't think to himself, well, I can't take them with, it's not the right moment in time yet. He didn't make any Cheshbon whatsoever. He didn't dilly-dally. He didn't tarry. He didn't hesitate. At that moment in time, he gathered together everything that he had. And he took his wife and his family and all the people who were part of his household and he began the journey on the spot, without waiting. Do you know why? Because he completely relied on God that of course he's bringing him to the place that's absolutely the best for him. Because that's what God wants. God wants the best for all of us. He's going to worry about him and for all his needs, as he's always worried about him. Ever since he's been born, he's taken care of him. He'll continue to take care of him. Why would he doubt him? Why at any moment would he hesitate if God has asked him to go to Canaan? and that's what the Torah wants to tell us that's why all these details are in the Pasuk Al Shel the whole point is to once again demonstrate the incredible faith that Avramavinu had and to praise him Asheh Be'inaim was an amazing person there was no, not even the smallest hint of doubt in anything that he did. Hashem wants me to do it. I'm doing it. I'm not waiting. Without hesitation. He takes Sarai. tells his wife. We're going. Where are we going? Where Hashem tells us to go. Why don't you go first? What are you talking about? Of course I'm not going first. Hashem wants us to go there. There's nothing to check out. That's where we need to be. And they took everything with that they'd ever managed to obtain. Throughout their marriage they took with them then and there and off they went. They went to Eretzkanan. I want to thank you for watching, for listening. You can find the source sheet on my website or on YouTube or on SoundCloud. I look forward to seeing you next week at the Parsha Sheh. Thank you.